His great-grandfather, James Rothschild, had been born into the Jewish ghetto in Frankfurt in 1792, and at the age of 19 was sent by his father and brothers to establish the family business in France. When he died in 1868, James was one of the wealthiest men in the world. Ten thousand people attended his funeral, and Parisians lined the streets to pay their respects when his coffin was taken for burial at the Père Lachaise Cemetery. The Sassoons were often referred to as the Rothschilds of the East. The family claimed that they were descended from King David, and that their ancestors had been transported to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar when he sacked Jerusalem six hundred years before the birth of Christ. They had kept their faith, and over the centuries established themselves as leaders in the exiled Jewish community, while also making money trading in the souks of Baghdad. Young Philip Sassoon would grow up with the stories of how in 1828, his paternal great-grandfather David had been imprisoned in Baghdad by Dawood Pasha during the suppression of the city's Jews. Dawood Pasha was the last of the Mamluk dynasty of rulers of Iraq, which was at that time a largely autonomous region of the Ottoman Empire. David's father, Sarsan ben Sura, had been treasurer to the governor of the city, and his wealth and connections helped him to buy his son's freedom. David knew that his liberty would be short-lived, and so fled with only a money belt and some pearls sewn into the hem of his cloak. He went first by boat down the river Tigris to Basra, the port of the fabled Sinbad, and then secretly crossed the Persian Gulf to Bosher, safely beyond the reach of Pasha. Once established, he sent for his family, including his eldest son, the ten-year-old Abdullah, future grandfather of Philip Sassoon. The town was the main trading post in Persia of the British East India Company, but it was a backwater compared with Baghdad. In one of Bosher's dusty courtyards, with just a canopy to protect the congregation from the glare of the sun, Abdullah's bar mitzvah was held among the traders, money changers, and peddlers of the local Jewish community. The Sassoon family's good name and the trading skills they had acquired over the generations helped David to start to rebuild their fortunes, but he could see that greater opportunities existed further east in the emerging commercial centre of Bombay. It was there he moved in 1832, the year before the end of the East India Company's monopoly on commerce in India, and established his business, David Sassoon & Co., which grew into a major international trading empire, making the family, within his lifetime, one of the wealthiest in the world. As one contemporary remarked, silver and gold, silks, gums and spices, opium and cotton, wool and wheat, whatever moves over sea or land, feels the hand or bears the mark of Sassoon and Co. David Sassoon was an exotic figure in this boomtown of the British Raj. He continued to dress in the turban and flowing robes favoured by the great merchants of Baghdad. His wharfs and warehouses at the docks of Bombay were a veritable network of Aladdin's caves holding the goods of the world. Indian cotton for Manchester, Chinese silks and furnishings for the mansions of Europe, and British manufactures for distribution throughout Asia. Twice married and with eight sons in total, David followed the model of the Rothschilds in Europe, using his children to keep close control of the expanding family business. Abdullah was initially sent back to Baghdad, now safe after the fall of Dawood Pasha in 1831, to manage the firm's contacts in the Arab world. Elias would open the first Sassoon office in Shanghai, and their half-brothers, Sassoon David, S.D., Reuben and Abraham, 
established themselves in Hong Kong. David Sassoon was fluent in many Arab and Indian languages, but never conducted business in English. However, he could see how vital Great Britain was to global trade, particularly in cotton and textiles. So in 1858, the 26-year-old S.D. Sassoon, grandfather of the First World War poet Siegfried, was sent to open an office in London. England may have held no great appeal for the Sassoon patriarch, but his sons would become enthralled with life in the global centre of the British Empire. S.D. Sassoon took up residence in a fine 15th-century estate at Ashley Park in Surrey, where Oliver Cromwell was said to have lived during the trial of King Charles I. He opened the firm's head office at 12 Leadenhall Street in the heart of the City of London, the same street where the great East India Company had based itself.